You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Our God is good all the time and all the time. In the time of Jesus, leprosy was considered a very serious and infectious disease. So lepers were cast out from normal society and had to live together in some sort of leper colonies. So if someone was leprous, he was isolated and kept far removed from the town. So if you needed to come close to where people were, you had to carry with you a bell. And as you get very close to gatherings and to communities, you necessarily needed to ring the bell to indicate the presence of someone who was sick. The whole idea is to say an unclean person approaches, and very often, at the sound of the bell, people dispersed because a leprous person was inside. So you would be able to imagine the mental agony, the pain, the trauma, the psychological trouble lepers had to go through. They were not to enjoy the love, the company, the friendship of normal people. Why? Because they were sick. You would recall the story of Father Damien, a very popular movie, true life story, that became so famous throughout the world. Father Damien was so dedicated and he had a very strong devotion towards caring for the spiritual and the physical needs of those who were suffering from leprosy. Father Damien also at some point contracted it. In fact, he suffered it because of his contact with these people for whom he devoted his entire life to serving. And this was in Hawaii, and these people that lived in colony, lived between 1866 through 1969 on the remote Kalaupapa Peninsula on the island of Molokai. Very popular and famous story known to all of us. So for us today is some sort of Thanksgiving and with our First and gospel readings, we get to appreciate precisely the import of what it means to just give thanks to God. 
Naaman appreciated what God did for him through the prophet Elisha. And he thanks him profusely. But more than this, he thanks the God of Israel. Along with his presence to Elisha, he brought also with him soil from Israel to his home in Syria. So that every day of his life, he could follow the ways of God who restored his health and thank him on the soil of the chosen people. Jesus heals ten lepers and out of this whole lot, just one, a Samaritan at that who returns to thank him for the cure, the new life that he has now enjoyed. And like Naaman, he was not even a Jew from whom the very least is suspected. But he was a man of faith who realized his need to thank God who healed him. Samaritans represent those who experience hate and rejection in multiple forms. And we want to ask a very simple question. Why do we make people feel unclean and rejected? And who are these people? They are people with broken marriages, pregnant women outside the wedlock, those who left the priesthood or religious life for some very strange and difficult reasons. They are family members who are in prison or are addicts or on drugs. These vulnerable people easily accept a new ID and are forever grateful to God or the human agent responsible for their new hope and changed circumstances. God wills to rescue his people from leprosy in two ways. It disfigures them. And those suffering from it are considered unclean and excluded from the community. Who are the lepers in our families today, in our neighborhood, in our classrooms, in our workplaces and society? They are people looked down on because they are disfigured in some way or considered unclean for some reason. 
They are the mentally ill. They are the ex-prisoners. The LGBTQ community. They are the immigrants all over our homes and places and society. They are the asylum seekers and people who belong to minority, ethnic, or racial groups. So as Jesus travels along the border between Samaria and Galilee, he met the lepers. They cry out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. You could imagine and feel the voice of desperation in these lepers. They had suffered for too long, been isolated from society, been ostracized from the community, and they no longer feel the love, the friendship of loved ones. That explains why they had to raise their voices and say to Jesus, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. We want to be well again. We want to be integrated back to the society. We want to begin to enjoy the love and friendship of friends. We just want to go back and live normal lives. That explains the desperation. And in Jesus, they found that person. The one with the capacity to be able to turn around their frustration, their anxiety into that of a people now who can now begin to experience hope and new life. So they cried out, Jesus, have pity on us. So while others pass by, Jesus sees the lepers and takes note of their condition. Unlike others who may have seen them and they didn't notice, Jesus was right there on time, on point, to be able to feel their pain and to notice their condition. My dear friends, like Jesus, let us be willing to take the risks of traveling along the borders of our communities and meet the lepers of our time who now include children behaving badly, unruly and rebellious students, gangs of youth engaging in destructive behavior, adults who argue their points of view aggressively and sometimes even violently too, Adults who become alcoholics and addicts and those made to feel inferior who all end up feeling guilty and rejected and react by silently being uncooperative and solid and engaging now in passive aggression. These are the categories of lepers, more than the lepers for whom all of us have a duty, for whom we must now also take notice and do our utmost towards restoring them back again and helping them to win their confidence. 
This is our task. This is our duty. And as we all know that God intervenes in tremendous and awe-inspiring ways. He still uses men like you and I in different ways to be able to also touch the lives of people and help them to come very close to the Lord. So we are all invited, dear friends, to reflect on gratitude. The story of the ten lepers simply tells us that we should remember to be thankful when people do things to help us. We need to thank God, not just for his intervention in the major events of our lives, but for our everyday lives. We should be grateful to God for the people who love us and whom we love, for the happiness that we receive from others and are also able to bring the same happiness to many others. For the joy of laughing over the antiques of a child and those of a dear elderly senior. Wherever we live, there is always a unique beauty. And we have so much to be grateful for, especially things that we take for granted. Things like water, air, sunlight, the beautiful mountains surrounding us and valleys, rivers, family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, good health, prosperity, and health. These are things that money cannot buy, and they are free. The best things of the world are free. Money cannot buy them. It is only God that gives us these gifts. So God wants every one of us, dear friends in Christ, to always be grateful for these things that make life even more beautiful. One of my most favorite country musicians is Don Williams. He's my most favorite, not because he bears my name, but because of the songs and the very meaningful words that come out of them. He had a song that he titled Miracle. Miracle says all of life is a miracle. That's what life is about. Don Williams continues, I can see and I can hear, I can tell you why. I can think and I can feel, I can even cry, I can walk, I can run, I can swim the sea, miracles, miracles. That's what life is all about. Most of us must agree if we have thought it out. But who is rich, who is poor? Who has more than me? Well, I have quite enough to eat. My mind is free. He continues, let us be kind to each other. A please or thank you will not go amiss. A handshake, a cuddle, or even a kiss will go a long way. We should always 
be grateful to God and the people he puts in our path for their powerful intervention in our lives. We must at all times cultivate the habit of giving thanks and being grateful to God for the beauty of life, for the many good things that have come our way. My joke for the day is about Sally. Sally was 30 years old. She was married for seven years. She lived in Atlanta and was very active and devoted to parish life. But she and her husband, Jim, didn't have any kids for the seven years they had been married. So one day, Sally visited her pastor to inform him that they were now leaving Atlanta to relocate to Chicago. So her pastor, obviously knowing her story, told her that he was going on a pilgrimage to Israel and would light a candle at the birthplace of Jesus in Bethlehem for their special intention so that through his prayers and this wonderful gesture of lighting a candle in Bethlehem, Sally and Jim, her husband, would be blessed with kids. So 10 years later, while the pastor was on a visit to Chicago, he decided to visit Sally and her family. To his great joy and astonishment, Sally already had five beautiful kids by her side. The pastor said, congratulations, Sally. I am glad that my candle at Bethlehem really worked a miracle. And I can see that you now have kids and you are so happy. So after a little while, the pastor inquired of Sally and said, but where is Jim, your husband? Sally replied, Jim has gone to Bethlehem to thank Jesus and to blow out that darn candle. They didn't want the candle continu uh, continuously lit again. Five more kids will come, and they were not quite ready for that. <laughs> Dear friends, we thank the Lord for the gift of life and for the gift of friendship and for all that we have received. Let's continue to offer God our thanks and our gratitude so that we will continue to receive even more favors from him. Through Christ our Lord. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.